Welcome to the podcast, From Crisis to Connection. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'll be bringing the professional perspective. I'm Jody Stewart, unlicensed wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, and neighbor, and I'll be bringing the regular everyday perspective. We are all about relationship recovery, and we'll tackle tough topics like infidelity, abuse, addiction, pornography, and betrayal trauma. We also focus on helping you build stronger connections in your most important relationships. So thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Yes, welcome back. Before we dive in, we want to tell you about a video course you can download for free today called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust. This is an online course that covers the foundational aspects of rebuilding trust, has information for the person who's been betrayed, as well as the person who has caused the betrayal, and some other support and help for couples. And this is available to you by entering your email address. By clicking the link down below in the show notes, you can get access to this right away. Hopefully, it will be helpful to you in your recovery journey. Yes. We're going to talk today so, about emotional safety. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Primarily because it's a topic that women are often very familiar with or comfortable with mm -hmm. and men not so much. Yeah. So I'm going to generalize here Yeah, just to illustrate this. But I, in my experience, again, working with uh, heterosexual couples over the last 25 years, whatever, I, what I've seen is that women generally intuitively get things around emotional safety, safety things, because I think women just in general live in the world a little bit more guarded around issues of physical safety. Men take up more room physically. We're bigger, we're stronger. We're generally not worried about physically being dominated sure. or being, you know, we're, we just don't feel as vulnerable physically like women do. And so a lot of the times women, I think are scanning the environment mm. on a regular basis for just trying to predict and read and see like where they're safe. I don't know if you experience it that way. I certainly don't want to sit here and mansplain this. If that's <laughs> <laughs> Like biologically, yeah, that's probably, but, yeah. that might be more of the, what instigates that. Sure. Yeah. Cause I don't, again, I, in my experience, a lot of men like very genuinely do not understand what emotional safety even means. Hmm. These are good guys that are trying to do the right thing and they're trying to be, you know, safe for their wives, but they don't under, like their wife will keep saying to them, I don't feel emotionally safe. I don't feel safe. And these guys are like so confused. Like I'm not, am I physically dangerous to you? Like it can almost feel like accusatory in a way. Hmm, sure. Yeah. How could you say I'm unsafe? Yeah. And what their wife is talking about is emotional, emotional. safety. Mm -hmm. And so we want to use this episode today to really talk through what emotional safety is. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking a lot to the men, but also any women listening to help them be able to talk about and explain this to their husband, their, their partner in a way yeah. that moves the conversation forward. Yeah. So I guess I want to start off by identifying the fact that in order for there to be emotional safety in a relationship, there has to be a baseline of physical safety. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. That needs to just be a given. Physical and sexual safety. I'll just put yeah. those together. But yeah, physical safety. And I'll, I'll just like give you a quick example of this, of what this might look like. I recently had somebody reach out to me and say that, you know, her husband had physically hit her and it's not something he'd ever done before. But and so she was very surprised by it and hurt by it and trying to make sense of it. But then he wanted to like get sexually and emotionally closer to her. 
Mm-hmm. And she was like, so she of course reached out to me wondering like, what, like, You're how do I, comfortable yeah, how do I, this. what, how do I deal with this? And, and the thing is, is that the reason she couldn't reconcile this is because the physical safety had not been addressed. It had not been enough time. It had not been healed. It had not been dealt with. Mm-hmm. He was, he wasn't accountable. Right. He was just bypassing mm-hmm. that thinking that this was just a, a one-off kind of thing that, you know, it's never happened before. I made a mistake. Let's move on and get back to like our relationship. And she's now it's like. You know, you don't have to hit somebody multiple times. It's like, oh, I know this is possible now. Mm-hmm. The body remembers that. It's traumatic. It's a violation. It's so damaging. And the emotional safety now is being trumped by the fact that there's there's a risk of physical endangerment. Yeah. Yeah. And so emotional safety is built on that bedrock of I'm physically safe. Physically safe. Yeah. Because we will get to physical safety first. We have to. Right. Yeah. If that's not a baseline, we can't even care about emotional safety. Yeah. It becomes like a luxury Yeah, at that point. you know. Yeah. So if in your relationship, and I'm speaking to the men now, if you've ever done anything to be physically unsafe to your wife or your girlfriend or partner, if you've ever done anything to physically intimidate her with your size, if you physically intimidate her with your volume of your voice, you've physically restrained her or hit her or held her down or done anything to or blocked her exit. Or, done, or financially tried to manipulate her or threaten her, anything that impacts her physical safety and mm-hmm. well-being, she will not feel emotionally safe with you. She will not and cannot. Right. It's not even like if she wanted to, she could. Wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. 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 It's just- she, You know, she might be making things work and going along, but internally, she doesn't really feel safe. Yeah. So- Check yourself on that first and make sure that, you know, a lot of guys, I mean, a lot of guys will tell me that they don't understand where the emotional safety issues are coming from because they've never done anything physically threatening. But I just want to like slow that down and just say, again, as men, a lot of the times we don't realize how our physical size, voice, volume, tone, presence just can be used in ways that perhaps we don't understand or intend. Yeah. In terms of getting our way or trying to push ourselves around or whatever. So just check in with yourself and even with your partner about whether they feel physically safe. If you are getting the emotional safety conversation, there's nothing wrong with you asking if there's any physical threats or safety issues or concerns. Yeah. That's, you got to be really humble and just look at that and take some accountability and some inventory there. Because all physical betrayals, it's all emotional. You know, if, if I'm physically threatened, my body is emo- reacting emotionally, right? If somebody were to yeah. burst into this room right now where we're sitting here recording this and you know, I'm going to get emotional instantly. Yeah. And the emotions are going to be designed to protect me, protect you, protect us, like yeah. take care of the threat. It's all in the service of safety, but it will be emotional. Yeah. Um, I'm not just going to be in my logic and think through it and, mm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> if I step in front of my wife like this. Yeah, then. right. <laughs> Thanks for giving me the benefit of that one, by the way. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's really important to just make sure you've checked the box on the physical safety piece. If yeah. you're going to talk about emotional safety, I just can't emphasize that enough. And so let's move on to then what emotional safety well, really is. Is um, there more you want to say on that? Yeah. Just to drive mm-hmm. home this this point that I don't think was, was made quite clear mm-hmm. is that betrayals are experienced as physical threats in the body. Okay, yeah. Let's go into that. Go ahead. That that when there's been a betrayal and the trust has been destroyed, then that 
our bodies log that as a physical threat. Yes. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. That was, yeah, we definitely want to spend a minute on that. So go but, ahead. Yeah. So the reason that's the case is because, well, I'll just take a, a very common example of um, like an affair. Okay. There's been a sexual affair. There's the obvious physical dangers of there being, let's say, an STD mm-hmm. or some kind of a, a physical medical problem resulting from bringing that you know, back to the marriage. But there's also, it sets in motion a chain reaction of physical threats of, am I going to have to move out? Am I going to have to lose the financial security? Am I going to have to, are my children's safety physically in danger? In terms of, you know, a lot of the times the brain can go to worst case scenario. Am I going to be homeless and mm-hmm. having to figure out how to survive and get food? And it may sound extreme, but when you're faced with something, your security possibly ending, yeah, the body reacts very physically. I mean, I've, I've worked with so many women who immediately after they learn of an affair or a betrayal or some secret life, they immediately start to basically gather in the resources. Mm-hmm. They might set up a separate checking account that's not available to him. They might start looking for work, go back to school. They might, you know, beef things up in some part of their life that's going to help them have physical Mm day-to-day security so that they are not physically compromised through hunger, shelter, those kinds of things. And it's very primitive. Yeah. And so you're right. A betrayal, which may seem like, hey, this was pornography or this was but if it's a threat or an end to their relationship and their security, which marriage and family does take care of a lot of our physical safety needs. Mm-hmm. We don't feel as exposed. We right. don't feel as They're vulnerable. kind of built into the security of that, of that community right. when it's intact. Exactly. So yeah, so you don't have to be... So when I say to the guys, I'm like, look, check in on the physical safety aspects of this. Yeah. That includes, like you said, and I'm mm-hmm. glad you came back to that, Jody. That includes how she feels physically unsafe in light of the betrayal. What is she worried about? What is she scared will happen? What is she monitoring and worried about? And and if she's having to manage those thoughts and those fears and having to, she's not going to be, you know, she's not going to feel emotionally safe. Right. Because the physical stuff's not in order. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's a huge piece of it. So let's talk about what emotional safety looks like. If you've already established that that you've created a baseline of physical safety and you're actively working on repairing the damage from whatever betrayal happened, because you can start to rebuild some of that physical safety for your betrayed partner by putting back in place guarantees or reassurances or you know just building blocks of recovery that can help decrease that threat and bring the physical levels down. Mm-hmm. But emotional safety is something that has to be monitored and you have to care about from the very beginning if you're going to rebuild trust. Yeah. The yeah. way you respond, mm-hmm. the way you allow someone to respond to you, the way that goes back and forth is it's critical to get that right as soon as possible. Yeah, it is. And maybe we can start here mm-hmm. that a person who is safe is someone who's confrontable. Yeah. And like before we expound on that, I just like a, a shout out to the ladies. This does not mean that you contribute to this by confronting in ways that are aggressive and raging. Mm -hmm. Like that you don't, if you want to nurture safety in your relationship, a soft startup from you is going to go a long way to building on that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and, emotional safety goes both ways. Yes. And, yeah. So I don't want to, by saying confrontable, I don't want us to send a mixed message that the women get to do the confronting and the men just have to take it. Yeah. And there's definitely room for people to, you know, to, like we talked about in a previous episode on anger, there's definitely room to trial and error this yes, and, and yes. repair things and figure it out. Uh-huh. But ultimately it's critical. It's not permission. No. And it's critical to really ask yourself, what are you wanting from this confrontation? Are you wanting just to dominate or be right? Mm-hmm. Are you wanting to repair something? Are you wanting to be heard? There are ways that you can confront that will leave you intact and leave your partner intact. Yeah. And it's important to own that and respond in ways that you ultimately can stand by. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up. This is hard and this is sensitive and a lot of betrayed women feel like, well, am I not allowed to get angry? Am I not allowed to like, you know, protest or speak up or mm-hmm. whatever? Absolutely you are. Yeah. We're talking about violence. We're talking about raging. We're talking about mm-hmm. diminishing somebody because you've been hurt. Yeah. And you you can't feel good about yourself if you do that. Long term, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even on just a case by case instance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, if you come on too strong and aggressively and and if you're diminishing somebody else's self-respect, then you you won't feel good about yourself. And you can say that on good authority, right? (laughs) I can. (laughs) You come from a long line of yellers. Uh Uh-huh. Of like a lot of intensity and- Mm -hmm. And I've had to and still do have to just- yeah. I'm systematically trying to find ways to not let that be the driving response. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't want any of our listeners to think that you're just some little church mouse <laughs> who <laughs> right? Sure. Who just wants peace and like just wants to have all the women just hush and be talking soft tones. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. This is not No. I mean, you are talking from your own lived experience and growing up in a family and extended families where yelling and intensity and raging were not uncommon. Mm -hmm. And this is something you've learned through your own experience. Yeah. That it's not going to get you what you want. Right. And it's not going to leave you feeling good about yourself or about your future. Mm -hmm. So I I just mostly want to say that to let people know they may not know who you are, (laughs) where you come from. Yeah, that's fair. A little bit of context there is fair for sure. Because just to say like, well, you know, soft startup, everybody would be like, well, yeah, that's easy for you to say. And I'm like, actually, it's not not easy easy for for me to say. say. It's not easy for me to do. It doesn't come naturally. Right. But it is important. Right. And if your goal is relationship repair, then you're going to care about that. If right now the goal is safety and getting away from danger, it might come off stronger than maybe you'd like it to, but it might be necessary but ultimately long term in the relationship if you're trying to like repair and come back together and heal and be be heard and taken seriously and work through stuff you have to be able to speak about things in a way that people can hear it mhm yeah so i i love that thank you for pointing that out mm-hmm. and i love that point of a safe person is someone who's confrontable mhm so again i was speaking to guys who have betrayed their their wives or their partners and if you want to become a safe person emotionally, you have to be someone that can handle your partner's experience. Yeah. Their hurt, the yeah. truth of what you did, them asking for what they need, them bringing up their hurt and pain, them mm-hmm. pulling away, them moving towards you, whatever it is, you have to be someone who can be confronted. Mm-hmm. And in the same respect, there's grace here. There's room for you to practice and incrementally improve and yeah. sometimes do a horrible job and other times do a better job. So, you know, if that's, it's like learning a new language. Yeah, if you don't respond well, 
own it, come yeah. back, yeah. try again. Yeah, That's that right. does a ton to create safety. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. Account, just being accountable on both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is not a one and done or you know you get one shot or three strikes you're out. I mean, this is for a lot of people, it's for the most part, it's something that has to be refined over time. Yeah. So in terms of really being able to, to show what, a, what being a safe person looks like, it's less about, I mean, certainly what you say matters, you know, name yeah. calling and, yeah. and, you know, threats and stuff. Like that. I mean, that's more obviously a problem, but most of it is really about like how. Uh huh. And I would say that your ability to really hear your partner and take in their experience and slow it down and make room. So not interrupting, yeah. not cutting them off, not walking away not avoiding them, yeah. like learning how to really see and hear what they're saying and staying in that. And that is not easy because it's oftentimes going to trigger your own sense of failure. No guy likes to disappoint his woman. Mm-hmm. I've never met one guy that ever feels good about that. It's very painful to let down yeah. the person you swore you would take care of. Yeah. So especially if she wants to be heard about yes. the hurts. Oh, it's way easier to hear about some <laughs> other jerk that you know, hurt her feelings or whatever. But when Mm -hmm. you're the one that she's been hurt by, boy, it is hard to tolerate. Yeah. But it's part of being safe is to hear that and take it in Mm -hmm. without excuses, without defending yourself, Mm -hmm. without over explaining or interrupting. It's hard. Yeah. Let's keep going. We we wrote a few of these down. Yeah. So another area that increases safety is uh, honoring boundaries. Mm -hmm. So when your spouse says that she needs space, just respecting that Mm -hmm. and letting her have it when she needs you to show up and um, ask you to be there for her in some way that if you follow through and do that, those kinds of things just create safety. They just let her know that you'll be there for her. Yeah. Right. You're not going to like debate or negotiate with her boundaries. You don't need that. You shouldn't be asking for that. And also being treated respectfully. Yeah. And again, if you're wondering what that looks like, think about how you would treat another guy's wife, right? Sure. Or, yeah, publicly, or a coworker publicly, helpful. or you know, how you would treat somebody else publicly where there's a lot more social consequences. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are very respectful. It's like the famous thing of like, you know, us yelling at our kids and then answering oh, the phone. Hello. Hello. Mm-hmm. Like we all know how to turn it on when we need to. Mm-hmm. So this is not about being fake respectful. This is about learning how to really respect and show that level of, of regard for your partner. And yeah. the pleases, the thank yous, the appreciation, the respect is critical. Yeah. And al- along with that fairness, mm-hmm. just t- treating somebody with, with fairness. Right. And fairness is recognizing that they might have some really good points that you hadn't thought of. Mm-hmm. You know, even using the phrase like, oh, that's fair. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I can see Touché. that. Touche. Touche. <laughs> right. I say that plenty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well. Yeah. So just owning that your partner will have a point that you hadn't thought of, or maybe contradict something that you said and you need to be called on it. Yeah. And the ability, again, to be confrontable, to be fair about that and say, okay, you know, you don't always have to, if you always have to be right or you have to prove to them that you're good and they're bad, you know, that's just going to create so much emotional unsafety. Mm-hmm. I mean, John Gottman, just his famous, if you want to Google the four horsemen of the apocalypse, see if I can remember them all, defensiveness. Mm-hmm. Belligerence, mm-hmm. stonewalling, mm-hmm. criticism. There are four. Yeah, there's actually five. Contempt. Contempt. I and oh, criticism. Is that the fifth? Oh, okay. He calls them the four because that's what's in the Bible, the four horsemen. Uh, but there's actually but five. I, oh, John's John, so sneaky. I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So those are the five. So all of those, I mean, those are yes. all emotionally unsafe. In fact, they're yeah. all predictors for divorce. He says any yeah. any couple who has those as a pattern is going to be a high risk for divorce. Yeah. And also recognizing that your partner is going to be having feelings and thoughts and experiences that you are not going to be having. Right. They're a different person. They have a different background. Yeah. They have different temperament, different body, different everything. A whole different experience. And validating someone's experience is just saying, okay, yeah, I see that. Okay, I see that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, I'm taking that in. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even I mean, mean even that, like, of course. Like, right. of course you would feel that way. Right. When, I love when that. This right. is what your experience has been and where you're coming from and what it's felt like. Yeah. It doesn't mean like, okay, you're right, I'm wrong. No. Right? That's... It's just, it's allowing there to be room for someone else's full experience. Of course, you're going to see things differently. And, but part of reconnecting and, and creating that safety is to have room for both of those to coexist. Yeah. And that takes a lot of courage and maturity. And then we've got one more on our list here. Okay. Yeah. Came up with. Yep. Having permission and room to show up authentically. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's huge. Just feeling safe enough to be who you are. Right. And that can be in the, the harder emotions like sadness, anger. It could also be just feeling really joyful. Mm -hmm. I've seen people become emotionally unsafe when they're like almost like critical of somebody for just being too happy or being their yeah. creative, expressive self. Maybe because you're jealous or you feel like they shouldn't be. You know, I've seen, I've, sometimes I've seen guys who are working through rebuilding trust and their wife is just having a great time with her friends and she's really happy. Oh, and, she, and then yeah. he comes home and he's just all jealous and critical of like, why isn't she happy with me like that? And there's no allowing her to have an authentic experience because it's about him all of a sudden. So mm -hmm. allowing your partner to really be where she's at, letting her to feel the full range of emotions makes you an emotionally safe person. Yeah. There's a lot more we could say about this. Oh, so much. So we yeah. may come back to this later, but for now, hopefully this gives you a good introduction to what emotional safety looks like, what it mm -hmm. feels like. And there's so much you can do with this topic in your relationship. And so if you're wondering if things feel stuck or stalled out, or you feel like you're getting this feedback a lot, hopefully some of these things can give you a place to start talking about it. Yeah. Making some adjustments. Right. So thanks for being with us today. It's been great to have you here. Yep. We love hanging out with you and we'll see you in the next episode.